and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, brought to you by Payne West Insurance. As most of our listeners know, the Billings Chamber is governed by a board of directors and each year a new board chair is selected. My guest today is the Managing Director of Marketing and Communications at Payne West Insurance and the new chair of the Chamber's Board of Directors, Jeremy Veneta. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. It's good to be here. And the other voice you're going to hear today is none other than the president and CEO of the Billings Chamber, John Brewer. Hello, Jack. So uh, first and foremost, Jeremy, we want to introduce you to our listeners as the new person in charge. So (laughs) can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your professional background and your history of involvement with the chamber? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's exciting. I'm excited to be uh, the incoming chair for the chamber here in the year ahead, but I grew up in a small town in northeastern Montana, Bainville, a farm boy that went to school there and then went to college here in Billings. And that was my first uh, really a chance to get to know and love Billings. Went to college here and, you know, met my wife at the time here and, and started a family. And right out of the bat, I worked at KTVQ in, as a news reporter and photographer and producer and got to learn about a lot about the community and, and how it operates. And then from there, you know, a few different uh, marketing positions along the way, including a stop here at the chamber itself. I was the vice president uh, of the chamber and head of member services at that time uh, and got to learn the inner workings of the chamber and more about the community and membership and how that worked. And a few other roles, including one at Big Sky Economic Development, the director of new business recruitment. That was uh, that was a fun role getting to recruit new businesses to the Billings area, and uh, you know how did we foster that new business growth as well too? And partnered with the chamber uh, quite a few times on on various projects, and now and I had been always a chamber member, you know, in my early days attending business after hours, which I thought was a fundamental way to get to know other business leaders, and uh, still today have a lot of great relationships from those days at the business after hours was on many, many committees with the chamber and uh, got to work with the staff and crew and uh, just a tremendous organization that I knew I wanted to be a part of more. So you've seen a, a couple of different industries, mostly focused on marketing, but in a variety of different industries. What do you think some of the challenges are in those different industries? You know, I, I think interestingly, like growing up in, in the ag community and now looking at, we just went up recently on the ag tour that the chamber hosts uh, and the, in partnership with the ag committee. It, that w- that's an interesting view now to have growing up in ag and now looking at it, you know, being an urban, uh, in the urban city, uh, but knowing the importance of ag and the challenges so many challenges that the ag community goes through in various ways, whether that's economy itself of what uh, product they're producing, weather, uh, all of that. Uh, that was certainly that's certainly interesting. But now fast forwarding to a lot of business regulation that we're fighting, uh, ways that we're recruiting new uh, people to the Billings area. The state is the perceptions we have. How do we make it friendly enough uh, that people want to locate here? Cool enough that they want to locate here? Um, that's a struggle that so many businesses uh, face, whether they know it or not, that how do you, how are, how is a city relevant and that they're able to attract new people to come to the city and take a lot of the positions that we have open. So yeah, I think each industry certainly is different, but there's such great commonalities in those mm-hmm. that that's what the chamber looks to tackle is how do we affect positively those industries and ultimately their business. Okay. 
So for our listeners who might not be intimately familiar with the chamber's inner workings, what is the role of the board of directors and what are your responsibilities that differ from regular chamber members? Well, really, the the board of directors are the ones that are tasked with setting the strategy of the chamber. And so we do that in a number of ways, everything from strategic planning sessions uh, to understanding what the challenges are in the community and what are the opportunities and strengths of the community that we need to play on. And so the board sets that strategy and then works very closely with the staff, who, by the way, you know, 18 staff members at the Billings Chamber of Commerce, incredibly talented people that our community is very, very lucky to say uh, to have. And I do not say that just because of the, the role that I'm in. But these are people that could probably go elsewhere and make a lot more money. And yet they're <laughs> the ones that are very passionate about what they do. And it, it's it's incredible to work with them. So the the chamber board sets the strategy, and uh, and then the staff works to implement that in, in in a whole host of ways. And Jeremy, I'd say that you know we've got an incredible board that you know we spend UE as the executive committee and the board of directors about six months a year, every year, looking at the makeup of the board and areas that we need to grow in and. Our board is very representative of our membership in terms of the industry that they belong to, the size of their employment staff, demographics. And and we look at that on a regular basis to make sure that the board does represent the membership. And when we do our annual membership surveys and understand uh, where our members have needs and uh, where they expect us to be moving in the upcoming year and beyond, it's great to have a board that's ready to take action is that active, you know, rolling up their sleeves type of group that does not only represent, but speaks very loudly for our membership to make sure that we get those projects taken care of. We're about to dive into the priorities for our upcoming year, but you mentioned about how you really work to make sure that you're representing the members as a board. How much do those things that our members want us to be working on change from year to year? You know, I, they absolutely change. There's becomes different priorities within the community and we will we're, we are going to dive into that. But we, you know, the survey of our membership is extremely important because if we're not an organization that is listening to what our members are telling us, and granted, it's the majority of our membership, right? Because you can get divided pretty quickly if you look at every little thing. But we have to look at the sum of what the need is and our membership tells us. Then as board of directors, we listen to what our own businesses and the, the rest of the membership and, and we represent those. I love in board meetings when there's not total, uh, it's not unanimous because you know, then there's, we're probably pushing in the right direction. Uh, we just literally did a uh, board orientation with four new board members that are coming on um, representing, uh, you know, banking and healthcare and architecture and uh, insurance as well too. And the next gen group that we have. And, uh, it's incredible to say that, you know, when we have, uh, people and other groups that are, are saying the chamber is, you know, we, we get pulled from both sides or all sides that we may be not doing things right. We're probably doing it the best, right? Because it's not, it's not a political thing. It's, we are a business advocacy organization. And so we are going to do what's right for the business community and ultimately billings. And, and that's, that's an exciting uh, thing that we do. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. I mean, a big role that we fulfill in the community is that of a business advocacy, uh, of business advocacy on the state, federal, and local level. And uh, like you were saying, Jeremy, you know, there's, there's one week where we'll be accused of being 
uh, a far right organization. The next week we'll have somebody arguing that we're too far left. And it's, um, you know, the, the point is that we will identify through our membership and through the board what issue needs to be taken care of. And regardless of what side of the political spectrum people may think it falls on, uh, we take that center lane and just get it done for the community. And, and you're talking, Jack, you asked a question too about uh, projects year to year and do they carry over? And I'll say this, this workforce issue, talent attraction, retention has been something sticking with us now yep. for quite some time. And a lot of people rolling up their sleeves to try to make an impact there. But I, I ran across an article. So the chamber is about 120, 130 years old. I ran across an article celebrating our hundred years that looked back over time. The issues that it headlined and addressed had to do with the need for a convention center, the growth of our airport. It had to do with public safety and agriculture. And those, I mean, you could outline today what we're working on and look back over time. Now, the specific issues change, yeah. but the main, the core of who we are and things that we are needing to improve upon, you know, are very similar year to year. Well, I, uh, you could argue, well, then are you actually getting anything done if it's still the issue? And y yes. <laughs> and I, I've said this numerous times, if not for the chamber, then who to drive some of these issues? And of course, we have some really great community partners that we work with. I don't want to minimize that. But our community continues to grow. We continue to see issues that pop up with large growing communities as well, too. We'll always see that. And if, if we don't continue to tackle those same ongoing issues, then who else would? And I, I think that's, a, that's important to note. Yeah, I think that's really the advantage of an institution uh, because, you know, in that amount of time, imagine how many different mayors the city of Billings has had and imagine how many bo chamber board chairs and how many chamber CEOs, people who are working on the issue can change, but the institution remains and keeps working on that for the long term. Well, and if you ask John what they started in 1891 when the chamber came first, he might know. So it's good. <laughs> what happened, John? <laughs> yeah, my memory's a little fuzzy. I'll have to look back at my, uh, yeah, my, my photographs. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the year ahead. Jeremy, what are your priorities for your year's board chair? You know, it, there's, there's so many things that the chamber's working on and uh, we'll, we'll dive into more of them as well too. But for me, really, I think that I'm, I'm centered on three really big things I'd love to, to push on as a board chair. First off is we have a lot of weight behind what we're pushing as a sports rec center that is underway and um, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll go to bond uh, this fall. And it, it basically what a huge community asset we do already so much in sports, whether that's you're in hockey, whether you're in volleyball and basketball or, or whatever it may be swimming. We're looking to build a, a first class uh, facility in Billings that will attract um, people from all over the state and, and even the region around Montana uh, to Billings to to focus on their sports, to have their tournaments, to have their events here on top of being just a community center for for Billings people as well, too. And uh, we have some good momentum behind that. We need to stay the course and, and push hard on that to make that happen. Uh, the second thing I think is, you know, Billings is an amazing city. Uh, we have we've seen some really great growth. It's a great place to live. Um, I can't think of uh, many other better places to raise a family. I have three boys and uh, Billings has been so good to us uh, that way. Um, and, and yet at times we can ourselves be a bit of a wet blanket to truly understand why, you know, is, are there other better places than Billings? And we always compare ourselves and uh, you know, that might be a Montana city that might be outside of us. Um, and so, so I think we need to create, uh, we need to remind everyone 
how great it really is here. And that's not making up stuff that doesn't exist. It's truly the stories of, of understanding why Billings is so great and to, and, and to focus on that, to really love where you live, as uh, John said earlier uh, to me in a meeting. And I think that's, that's really crucial. The last thing I would say is a non-discrimination ordinance, part of our uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Uh, you know, our city has failed this three times, and uh, it, it's something that uh, people will say, why do we really need to focus on that? And what business is that of the chamber in order to have a non-discrimination ordinance? Um, and as a member of that community, I would say that it is extremely important for us to represent who we are from we're putting our money where our mouth is and our beliefs where our mouths are. And we have to state publicly that we will not discriminate against people and make that a, a bold assertion. And really, how bold is just saying, we believe all people are equal and you shouldn't discriminate? I don't think that's as bold as what one, some people would say, but it's something that we need to get behind and say, all people are welcome here in Billings and we will not discriminate against you no matter who you are. So those are really the three big pushes I would say for as board chair. You know, we have a whole list of in, uh, other things that we're going to be doing. And I'm sure John uh, has to, wants to talk about those as well, too. But I think that's the focus for me, Jack. And, I, you know, I love what you were just saying there at the end. I think Billings, you know, being this place where everybody feels that they belong, where they have a voice, where they feel comfortable. You know, we're so close, but we've got work to do. And I think, you know, once our city council takes that step of, clearing the way for, you know, shouting it from the rooftop saying, hey, we now are open for everybody, regardless of, of the color of your skin, your sexual orientation, what state you move from, heaven forbid it's from California. You know, <laughs> those jokes, you know, they resonate. Somebody moves here from California. I don't know how many residents we've heard that from where, you know, I, I did move here from California. I just don't feel like I belong because. So those are things that we need to be aware of and we need to continue to provide that welcoming experience here that, you know, Montanans can do. Um, you know, as you're talking, Jeremy, I, I think there's kind of two underlying things that we, we need to continue to stay focused on to make those things a success. And one uh, is, are, are the people having good leaders in all areas of government, good leaders around board tables, people willing to take a risk for the betterment of our community and our people. Um, it's so important that we have, have those leaders uh, willing to move. And secondly, it, it's, it's money. Uh, it all comes down to uh, you know, having to put the weight of everything on our homeowners and property taxes. If we had a local option authority, uh, the capability in this state to generate tens of millions of dollars from the visitor economy, that could significantly move us in a great direction while lowering the burden of our homeowners. And I think if we, you know, stay focused on uh, that, that elections matter, getting the right people elected to take care of those issues that you were talking about, Jeremy, as well as the funding piece, um, we're on a road to success. I think too, so many people get wrapped up in our, our you know, st uh, state and federal elections. I mean, how much talk is going to be around the presidential election in 2024? Um, and certainly that is a, a big deal. But when you think about how your life is impacted, really, you have to look much more local to like our city council. And this fall, five seats on the city council will be coming open um, and elections will be happening. And, and really electing leaders who believe in Billings, have a vision for Billings, who don't want to stay status quo or even go backwards. I think that's extremely important. And we, we keep saying it, that elections matter and bringing on people that have a vision and want to see Billings move in a positive direction. I think that's going to be it's critical this fall. And it'll be interesting to see 
who's elected and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get them on board with the chamber's vision as well too. And not only does, you know, local government have a bigger impact on your life, you've got a better uh, chance of making a significant impact on those elections. Uh, you know, elections at city council levels, school board levels, county commission are often decided by a handful, literally dozens of votes. So your vote does matter. And finding ways to get educated on the topics and the people is another great uh, format that the chamber provides to people through candidate forums, as well as our educational tools. So there's definitely an avenue to learn about those and, and to make a big difference in your community. Yeah. Keep an eye on our website early this fall for information on those events upcoming. So I'm personally excited for those as well. All of the priorities that you mentioned are very heavily focused on workforce, which we all know is one of the big issues that our community is facing right now. But there are two other things that, you know, when I'm out talking to members or just other people in the community, and I mentioned that I work at the chamber, a couple of other things do get brought up occasionally. And one is public safety. That is still city council's number one stated priority. It's uh, still one of our top three priorities as well. What what can be done in our community about that issue? It certainly is one of our uh, top priorities because if you can't live in a place where you feel safe uh, from a talent attraction perspective, uh, from a growth perspective, we're just we're going to run into problems all the time. Uh, so safety is and has to be one of our biggest priorities. But, you know, looking at some of the data that we're seeing, we have to be able to be patient in this process. The voters spent, uh, what was the total, 140 some million on the public safety mill levy. I think I'm pretty close It'll to raise that. raise $7 million a year. The, just the 2021 levy will. Yep. Um, and so they've invested in uh, dozens of new officers, in uh, people that are focusing on uh, court proceedings, uh, uh, try getting more of these people processed and and so we have to be focused on this, but we also have to be patient that we have to let it work. And we're seeing that through, uh, we just got a presentation recently from the city and watching the state of the city address and the numbers are declining um, now. Are they declining at the rate we want to see them? No, uh, but it is working. The investment is working. And uh, so we're going to continue to see uh, hopefully a decline where I think back down to 2017 levels, if I'm not mistaken, on the research that was done. Yeah, I do think, you know, your point of, I, I think the curve is, is on its way. Uh, we hopefully have reached that, that pinnacle um, with the 2021 public safety mill levy being passed and the work that's being done now by the city. And we're starting to see that direct result right now. And the chamber led that charge of the public safety levy and also developed the, the program of the crime prevention through environmental design, which is absolutely having an impact on crime uh, throughout our community. But I do think, you know, the county issues have to be addressed and the county commissioners and city council need to work together to, to resolve the issues with the jail. And there's a lot of issues with the jail. It's not just about let's make it bigger. It's working through the contracts of federal and state prisoners. Uh, right now we have 100 more prisoners than there are capacity for at the jail. And there are 21 fewer jailers uh, than they have hiring capacity for. So 100 more people in the jail, 21 less jailers working in the jail. So we need to fix that. Uh, part of it might be an expansion, but it's also got to be working with uh, th those uh, uh, challenges to do with the state and federal contracts and where we're holding those inmates. Yeah, I do want to also give some credit to some of our local legislators who really uh, led the charge on some criminal justice reform issues at this last state legislature. So hopefully that leads us in the right direction as well. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I get asked about occasionally is air service. 
what have we done in the past uh, to work on airport expansion? Because I want to give us a little bit of credit there. And uh, what are we currently working on? Air service is important. And we get asked so many times, you know, what are we doing to bring new air service into Billings and why does Bozeman get it? Uh, how did we drop from the, uh, you know, what used to be the first and largest uh, airport. Now we're down to four behind um, Bozeman, Missoula and Kalispell. And we're rounding out four. And we, we are doing a lot. We just saw a $60 million uh, expansion uh, and renovation of the airport that's, uh, you know, in process of wrapping up, should wrap up in 2024, which brought in a new terminal, a brand new terminal to the airport, uh, remodeling of the security area. So many great improvements that are happening. We have a new airport director that's on board, has really great visions as well, too. But how has the chamber been involved is, you know, we're, we're directly interested in attracting new service to Billings. If you look back, we were one of the instrumental organizations in bringing American Airlines to, uh, to Billings, and they added on service to Dallas and then also to Phoenix. And so that was huge for our community. And now we're going out for another federal grant to bring new service, hopefully to the California market of either San Francisco or LAX. And, you know, that's where the only state, uh, only city in the state applying for this federal grant this go around. Uh, and we hope that that will be fruitful and we'll be able to, you know, announce service to those markets, which will hopefully people are like, well, why, why LA? Why San Francisco? Like, come on. And back to that whole California comment <laughs> that you just made. Uh, you know, when you look at the top 10 destinations of where Billings travelers are going to, LA is in the top 10. And so it's one of those unmet markets that we are, uh, don't have. Uh, and we can improve the quality of life for our people traveling as well, too. Conversely, we can then offer direct service from those in the LA basin area or San Francisco, which one it is, to attract from a tourism perspective into our market. And boy, with the show of Yellowstone and others, <laughs> uh, they're interested in Billings yeah. and in Montana as a whole. Uh, and so it, it's a good opportunity for us to improve the quality of life of our own people and uh, more importantly, to attract uh, a new uh, tourist to, to the Billings area as well, too. Mm -hmm. Spoken like a former chair of the Air Service Committee for the Chamber. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it is interesting when we were, you know, number one in the state, like you just mentioned, uh, we have 400,000 implainments each year. Uh, Missoula, Kalispell uh, are right around that range, just a little higher than us, and Bozeman's at a million. And so, you know, catching them is going to be impossible, but we should be the second largest in the state. I mean, we are the center for healthcare, for finance, for business in general, for tourism, and, you know, we, we see the, the people coming through here. We have a catchment area of almost 500,000 people. So we are an airport that has some great potential. And I think um, we're at a point now where we are being more aggressive as a community with going after airlines, similar to the American Airlines example you, you gave. Right now, we've got that uh, small community air service development grant in the federal government's hands. And hopefully we get positive words, word from that in August. And then we start our airlines headquarter visits and we go to all of the legacy carriers. We meet with them and we discuss that direct service to LA or San Francisco. I think too, it's important to note that all of the airlines right now are, are struggling from a pilot perspective. Mm -hmm. They're showing record profits. Uh, if you've watched any of the news headlines, uh, airlines are, are generally doing really well, but it's a pilot shortage that then they can't say, we're going to add this new service to Billings, Montana because they're struggling just to find pilots for even their existing routes. So that's our biggest struggle. And then on top of it, you have to have the metrics and the, the dollars behind all of it. And uh, I mean, the whole package to get uh, service to, you know, LA is in the million, over a million. Uh, 
uh, I don't even like saying the number because it's like Ugh, it's so much, <laughs> but uh, it's a, it's it's a big number, and that's so the investment has to be there from the local community too, and and we're getting it. Which it is, is exciting. You know, it's a one point eight million dollar investment. Again, a million of that being a federal grant, the rest of it being raised locally, and part of that, a big part, was from the Visit Billings uh, team and Tourism oh. Business Improvement District. For the purpose you mentioned earlier is, you know, Billings traveling outbound is one thing. The tourism economy coming inbound is fantastic. And, you know, to have that new service uh, benefits everybody and to see those lead businesses step up and contribute that is incredible. And to your point, Jeremy, uh, right now, you know, every airline has operations in uh, 280 communities across the country, uh, pilot shortage, equipment shortage. So for them to say, we're going to move an airplane and a crew from X destination and give it to Billings to try a new route, they're taking a risk. So what we're saying is we're willing to take that risk with you by putting up uh, some upfront money for a year. And if it's a success for you and you stay, uh, that was our goal. If it doesn't work out, it's a one-year commitment. But uh, I'll tell you that the majority of communities that have used this grant before see, just like we saw with American Airlines, that growth from uh, one destination to continued destinations uh, throughout the service. Yeah. And that flight to uh, LA or San Francisco would also open up a lot of options for connecting flights as well. Right? Absolutely. Especially international. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to touch on today? A chamber consists of two things. You know, we don't have a product that we're producing and selling. It's it's people, it's staff, um, the incredible folks that we have that day in and day out, you know, this is their job is to make billings better. And it's the volunteers. It's the board of directors who give their time that could be going to something else to say, we're going to, we're going to invest our time, our money, and, you know, a, a, a lot of heartache at times into uh, doing what we want to see Billings uh, do to prosper. And we really are lucky to have uh, the staff and I mean, not to have a love fest here, but um, <laughs> you know, John's been with the chamber now uh, 18 years, I believe. And, these are positions, Jack, you know this too. You're a chamber employee. These are positions that uh, don't end sometimes at five and there's a lot of headache and a lot of heartache and a lot of, you know, it almost, you have to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and go, okay, that failed. Let's keep going. And, and as much as, as sometimes it's disappointing, it's so rewarding uh, at the same time to see the good work that the chamber does and to ha- to get to work with the talented crew. So I know I'm saying that to two chamber staff right here, but <laughs> I don't say that just to Buffalo anyone. It's Thank truly you. an honor. And before we wrap up, you both know this. Uh, we like to end each episode with some Rorschach questions. <laughs> we'll continue to get to know you on a little bit more of a personal <laughs> level. Uh, what are some of your favorite summer activities? Get out and enjoy some of those uh, oh, my, my- tourist attraction things. Well, you know, our favorite spots, the rims, you're walking the trailer on the trail on the rims, riding our bikes, taking the dogs out. But we were just talking the other day, my wife and I, about how it's been a while since we've been down to Cook City and, and Red Lodge and just making those day trips and seeing those cool little businesses. You know, so from the Billings perspective, it's it's our river rims trail system. That's our passion. Right in our neighborhood, though, some of the just incredible jewels that we have going through the park and seeing the animals this time of year. That's our love. Yeah. Uh, Rims definitely love to take hammocks up there and just spend the afternoon hammocking around there, hiking certainly in the rims. But um, two more things, backpacking, love the Beartooths. We have the tallest mountains in Montana right in our backyard. That's pretty cool. I love uh, uh, taking in all that. But, you know, also southeastern Montana, the uh, chamber is the management of the visit southeastern Montana. And they have the burger trail and we keep hearing about this burger trail in all of these communities throughout um, southeastern Montana. And I seriously think that's going to be on my list this summer to, to hit at least a few of those because Love there's it. nothing better 
than uh, stopping in just small town Montana and loving and feeling the Montananess that exists in those small communities. Being a small boy, a small town farm boy from Bainville, Montana, uh, it it just doesn't get any better than that. So I think that is on my list this and summer. You overlay the burger trail with the beer trail, and, and what else do you need? Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually leads into the other question that I wanted to answer because all three of us are not originally, you know, born in Billings. What is something that you would recommend somebody coming in from like your small town? Uh, what would you recommend that they try while they visit Billings? I mentioned the brew trail. I'm going to dive in there yeah. first. I mean, just, I grew up in mile city. So, you know, cow capital of the world, they call it the bucking horse sale, all that stuff. I, uh, you know, just fond memories from that whole experience growing up, but our brew trail here, again, we have a beautiful natural environment our built environment. Um, there's, there's work that needs to be done there, but what we've done so incredibly well, I think through the visit billings team is connect all of these cool things that we have to truly make destination, uh, worthy products such as that brew trail, the burger trail, now the new sweet treats trail. So yeah, that, that's a top recommendation. You come off an airport airplane at the airport and you see the big brew trail sign. It's there for a reason. People love that and they want a taste of the local. The rims certainly are something that I always take the guests up to, and they really don't understand the view that happens from there and the, the biking trails that are up on the rims, the hiking trails. I love grabbing food from my favorite place uh, and heading up onto the rims and having literally lunch uh, or dinner uh, or dessert uh, on on the rims. Uh, there's nothing better than that, but we have so many really great restaurants that yeah. I get. I just... I love, uh, I mean, I have my hit list, but then there's new ones that are coming and just some of the new um, specialties that we're getting into the city as well, too. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong, especially if, if you're from a small town, you don't get some of these really oh, yeah. great restaurants that are in here. Yeah. Billings Punch is way above its weight in yeah. terms of, of restaurant diversity and quality. That's whenever my parents come into town, I always try to get them to try a new place. Whenever they want to meet me somewhere, I'm like, hey, let's try to check out this new place that just opened downtown rather than just, you know, going to the same sandwich shop that you've been going to for 10 years. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And there's nothing against chains. Uh, you know, we all love our chains and the consistency, but the local uh, hometown flavor that yeah. we have is is incredible. All right. Last but not least, this kind of goes along with our You Belong in Billings work. How long have you lived in Billings and what keeps you here? I've lived in Billings now 27 years. That's crazy. Um, what keeps me in Billings? I've had a lot of opportunity to leave just from a, a job perspective. I could locate to a lot of different places and it's just Billings has been so dang good to me. And I don't, I don't say that just to say it. It really has. It's been an incredible place to raise my boys. They, you know, they look very fondly on Billings. They love coming back home. Uh, my oldest two that are, don't live here, my youngest the school system has been incredible. They got really great degree, uh, you know, educations, uh, which is awesome. Um, just good, wholesome Montana people here, which is, I think, is the allure of so many people that come from other states. Mm -hmm. uh, when they encounter here, we had a, a city aspirational visit from uh, folks of Longview, Texas. And when they came here, they commented on how, uh, you know, the, how people, how nice people were and how genuine people were. And that doesn't exist everywhere. And just uh, you find that here um, and and just the love of the city. We're diverse enough um, that from an industry perspective, we have healthcare, we have refineries. Uh, you know, we are blue collar and we're white collar and mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we can oftentimes celebrate the best in people. And I love that part when we do that. And it's it's just a really great city to live in. Well, cool, yeah, I've. 
I've been around the state from Miles City to Glendive to Bozeman and, you know, places like Florida. I lived for a while and went to school in California and then lastly Spokane. And, you know, I think that the leveling factor for my wife and I was, you know, once we had kids, it's like, this is the best place to raise. We need to move back. We need to be at a place where we know, as Jeremy was talking about, the school district is solid. The, the seasonal change is wonderful. And just the things that are here to do. And as, as much as we, you know, want to, want to shore up our safety challenges here, it, it's overall a very safe place compared to some other mm-hmm. larger communities. So this is, uh, this is home and it's a great place to raise our kids. And that's what brought us back. All right. Well, thank you both very much for your time. I'm very excited for the upcoming year. It'll be a good one. Awesome. Thank Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeremy and John, for joining me today. And thank you very much to Payne West for sponsoring this podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. If you like what you hear, please rate us on your preferred platform or recommend us to a friend. Don't forget to subscribe to ChamberCast wherever you get your podcast because there is something here for everyone.